first of all, like he said before, I already told him I prefer for us to talk about this stuff when it's fresh in our minds because one of us is seasoned and it's hard to do the recall when you're talking about some shit that happened a couple of months ago. So, yeah. But anyway. No, but tell them about T.M. and Marla. Yeah. Uh, T.M. and Marla are wonderful a couple of friends who decided that they wanted to bring sex positivity to the South. Um, when you are talking about sex, especially in the South, there's a lot of negativity surrounding it. You know, you have schools who teach uh, just saying no to sex, abstinence. Um, they teach you that if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant or you're going to get diseases and you're going to die. Um, things like that. And so they felt that as not only um, Southerners, but African Americans and women, um, it was their responsibility to bring sex positivity to the limelight and to the spotlight and um, really talk about some things that are important to people of color. I don't want to just say African-Americans, even though that's where it started. Um, they were specifically wanting to talk about um, sex when it comes to people of color, the things that people of color are interested in, um, sexually exploring, um, in addition to um, how our bodies have been uh, shamed and negated throughout time. And so they created Sex Down South as a way to bring together a bunch of educated people who are teaching in this field uh, about sex positivity and about different things that have to do with sex and just empowering people in the South to be more open sexually, to be inspired to be their most positive sexual selves. So with that being said, every year they have a conference. It has about maybe three to 400 people that attend. Um, they are growing. And um, that's because of podcasts like this one and other podcasts that have come and talked about it. Also some um, news reports that have been done about it, different um, people who have blogged about it, things like that. So word of mouth is helping the, um, the conference spread and get to new audiences. So um, if you're free in September, because um, we usually hold it in about September, but if you're free in September, feel free to come down and enjoy yourself. We have a lot of fun. So um, it's comprised of a bunch of classes. You have exhibits. You have artwork. You have yoga. You have spoken word. You have... Um, uh, bondage. Remember the bondage area? Yeah, you have a bondage area. You have a um, dungeon. You have um, just a variety of topics on some of everything um, and you have a bunch of meet and greets um, just so that people who are into different things 
are able to come together and network and support each other. One of the things I did appreciate is that they have like a sex worker meet and greet. They have um, LBGT meet and greets. They have poly meet and greets. They have um, meet and greets for those who are uh, trauma survivors, things like that. So I think it's wonderful that they have meetups for groups that don't normally have a way to network um, at conferences like this. Did they have Handy Capable as well? They I did. Think. They okay. did have a meetup for um, those who were Handy Capable, which, again, at a lot of conferences, um, those groups are usually overlooked, and um, they made sure that everybody had a voice and everybody had a way to network with similar-minded people or people in similar situations. And that's one of the um, things that attracted me to Sex Down South. It was the thing that um, they're very inclusive of any and every group that's out there. Um, everybody's welcome, no matter what your kink is, no matter what your sexuality is, no matter what your uh, fetish is, everybody's welcome. And um, and you can create your own meetup. So, and they welcome presenters. So if you want to present on something that you don't think is talked about enough, um, as long as you're presenting it in a sex-positive way, you can submit your... Um, Oh, man, what's the word they use for it? Um, well, your idea. Presentation. Um, yeah, your presentation, but they call it something else. Okay. But you can pretty much um, submit your idea for a presentation, um, and that way they will um, consider that and get in touch with you as far as teaching that class. Um, again, the more they expand, the more days they're going to add on to the conference. Um, they also do things called, um, do this thing called a mini bang, which is like a small conference that precedes the larger conference. So they'll have, this year they did a mini bang, which was three days of workshops, just daytime workshops, um, that they did. Uh, for people who came in town early and wanted to participate, where they had a bunch of, um, I want to say half an hour to 45-minute long workshops um, that were presented to them as possible classes, but they weren't something that they could put into the regular conference, but they still wanted to give those persons an audience. So they put them in the mini banks. So you have like two or three days where you're going to these different classes, different um, talks, different um, workshops on various topics that may not have, may not draw as big a crowd as the, the regular conference would, but still they want your voice to be heard and they <clears throat> feel that what you have to say is relevant. So um, even if you don't get to speak at the big conference, you may get to speak at the mini bang 
um, which is usually attended by anywhere from, I would say, 50 to 100 people. Um, so you still have a decent audience, and those people still stay for the big conference. Um, so you are kind of getting your word, your words out there, and it allows you to build your audience to people who wouldn't have normally heard you. Um, that builds your network, which also can expand um, your reach because those people have a circle of influence that you don't have direct contact to, which allows you to then um, access their circle of influence. Um, they'll tell people about you. They'll tell people about those classes. Um, then maybe the next year you'll be invited to the main conference because now you've developed over the next year, you'll have time to develop a stronger following, which will um, allow you to be able to maybe teach at the bigger conference because now there's more people asking about that topic, asking for you as a speaker, those types of things. So if you're someone who is passionate about any topic sexually that is sex positive and you feel like it has not gotten the voice that it should, um, definitely get out there and um, reach out to Tia and Marla because they're always looking to let those little voices be heard amongst the larger audience. So even beyond that, um, you got to remember that um, in addition to all the learning there, it's a social event as well. So I don't want her to um, walk past in a proverbial sense uh, the social media portion of it. The One of the portions that I remember when coming in was that there were several tables set up, but there's also... Like at one of the main corners that you'd walk around, there's a board. And it's basically a meetup board. Uh, what you do is you put your name, some type of fantasy that you're the looking... Wish board. Wish board? I don't know. It might, it might have been a wish That's board. That's what they call it. Okay, well, it's the wish board then. Um, <laughs> the wish board is pretty much you give a short introduction to who you are, what you're looking for, and you're kind of just baiting the hook. You know, you're trying to see who will want to fulfill some of the fantasies that you have. Like, honestly, I guess because we've seen so many wish boards, they... This was their first year doing it. Yeah. So, pretty much what happened was they borrowed the idea from Frolicon. They promoted Sex Down South at Frolicon, and when they were at Frolicon, they saw the wish board... And they thought that was a great idea. So what the wish board is, is um, a board where you have thumbtacks or tape or some kind of way to paste up your wish. You've got a bunch of cards or post-it notes or whatever, some pens or markers for you to write down what your wish is. You put down your wish in a way to contact you, whether that's through kick, kick or... Phone number. Phone number or Fet Twitter, FetLife, Instagram, whatever. So, um, what? So, for instance, like, say for instance, I wanted to have a gangbang. And I put on the wish list, you know, Bunny wants to get humped by a bunch of studs. And I would put um, my kick 
information on there. So any stud that was looking to hump bunny would reach out to me via kick and I would correspond with them and then set up a meet time. And so it's pretty much like whatever your sexual bucket list is, no matter what it is, you can put it down on the wish list and I guarantee somebody's willing to fulfill it. Now, granted, you had a bunch of people who did silly stuff like I, I totally did it too. Uh, put down like I want cash in my cash app account or something like that and put their cash app down and things like that. So you have silly wishes. Some people just wanted a hug. Um, some people just wanted their butt smacked, things like that. So there's um, fun wishes. There's silly wishes. There's um, really risque wishes, things like that. But I guarantee you pretty much anything you put up there, there's at least one person there willing to take you up on it. So it makes it fun because it allows you to meet people at the conference that you probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Um, it gets you mixing and mingling. It also gets you talking to other people because when you're standing there looking at wishes, you can't help but strike up a conversation with somebody else standing there looking at wishes and um, and you're kind of talking about the different wishes and you're talking about, oh man, I should have did this or oh, I would take them up on that or man, that's a great idea, that kind of stuff. So you make friends at the wish board. You, um, a lot of times you call people just to kind of compliment them on the fact that they were brave enough to put a wish up, things like that. So it's a lot of fun and it's like a way to network without directly networking with people. Um, so the wish list is, again, a great way for everybody at the conference to mix and mingle, but kind of on the, a little bit on the DL because um, you don't know who's answering your wish until you actually come face to face with that person. A lot of times, um, even if you exchange pictures, you don't really know if the picture that you're getting is that person that's going to show up at your hotel door until they do. So um, it's a lot of fun. It has made for some awesome adventures um, and some great stories that people have had to tell when they, um, when they leave the conference, when they come back to the conference the next day, when they get back home, things like that. So the wish board has facilitated a hell of a lot of fun. So for me, I think the wish board is very similar to, I guess, the lifestyle or being somewhere under the poly umbrella for me. Um, I almost read it for, one, for entertainment, and two, to see if there's somebody whose wish I could fulfill. Um, I've had, you know, ooh, I've done a lot. So uh, being that I've done a lot, there's not a ton of stuff that, you know, is always popping in my head like, oh, I've never done this thing or that thing. You know, let me put that on the wish board. And then two, let me be honest. I feel like as a single cis male, my wish would look weird on the board. Like, because when I see a single, single 
uh, a cis male wish on the board, I'm. It looks odd to me. You know, it'll be stuff like, um, hey, I'm a single guy, and I want to get a double blowjob. Good luck there, partner. <laughs> no. No, not to say that it couldn't happen, but just for us, two women, that means two women have to look at it, be like, you know what I want to do? I want to be one half of a blowjob given duo. And then. They have them out there. I've had a double blowjob, so I know it happens. But I'm saying, being a guy, putting that up on the board, I think it would be much more likely for a female to say, okay, I want, you know, three people looking all over me and her get a response than a guy. No, because if a guy is asking for that, Mm -hmm. you have the curiosity... um, You have curiosity. So you have women who are like, is this a guy who's a virgin? Is this a guy who's not experienced? Is this a guy? Um, so there, the questions surrounding that. Yeah. The fact that a guy put that out there. Um, because most guys are not just going to put, I just want a double blowjob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless they're not very experienced, um, that's a double blow job is so low on the male. I want to say freaky totem that if a guy asks for that, it's usually someone shy or someone who doesn't have a whole lot of experience with women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been my experience. It's usually the awkward guy who doesn't know how to talk to women, who um, was throwing it up there for a wing and a prayer, hoping that somebody will take pity on his... Right, that's what I'm saying. ...almost virgin ass. The fact that you but call there's it a, a women wing, right. the fact who are looking for him. A wing and a prayer type. But, but listen, there are women who are looking for him. Perhaps. There are women who want to teach him some things that are going to blow his mind and, like, leave him speechless. So you do have those women who want to give a man like that some teachable moments. So the chances for him to get that done is very great because you do have women who are like, yeah, we're going to show him a good time. You do. It's it's just... It's kind of like the nerds theory where women take pity on the nerds sometimes and they just want to show them a good time. Yeah. But, um, so but yeah, but he's also vetted. So because everybody on the wish list, you contact that person, you use the exchange in, you know, tweets or, or text or kick messages or something like that mm-hmm. to kind of get a feel for if this person's bullshitting or if this person is oh, for real. I guarantee you. Or, if a man says he wants a double blow job, he is never bullshitting. No, I don't mean that. I mean, if this is someone who's inexperienced or if it's some some experienced dude who's just trying to get his dick sucked. You know, so in the conversations, you can kind of feel that out. You can kind of feel out whether or not this is just some dude 
who's trying to get a couple of chicks up to his room to suck his dick, or if it's a guy who's never had that and he's truly trying to fulfill a fantasy. And you can you can figure that out in probably three or four texts. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you figure that out, then again, like I said, the women can make the decision on whether or not they're just going to you know, hook up with the dude who is really just looking for a dick sucking or hook up with the dude who was actually trying to get a fantasy, um, a fantasy mat. So, um, depending on that, like I said, both of them are going to get a response, Mm -hmm. but depending on what the motivation of the women are is going to depend on whether or not that fantasy comes true. Yeah. The analyst in me is curious as to what percentage of the uh, the wishes that go up on the board actually get contacted and fulfilled. That's just... Oh, a shit ton. Just, I'm just curious. Because, okay, as open as I am, I think in a conference like this, because I am not part of the LGBT community, um, never to yuck someone else's yum, but I look up on the board and I see some of the stuff, and it's like... Uh, I, I want to taste a dick for the first time, and I'm a guy. Or uh, can two other guys uh, bring their wee-wees and let's make a peace sign out of it? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> that, that was up there. <laughs> it, it has been up there. Right, but, but when I see stuff, it looks that wild. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to be the... The, the third stem on the wee-wee piece. <laughs> well, hey, not, not, hey, there's nothing wrong with taking your wee-wees, holding hands, and making a peace sign. Do you. If that is your fantasy, I want that shit to happen to you often. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want you to tank it up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm dating ourselves because I think Tank said... I don't know. If you suck two dicks, that doesn't necessarily make you gay. That's something that's in the news right now when y'all hear this. And like, yeah, he did say that. Uh, nonetheless, but yeah, when I look up there, it I don't want to say some wild shit. It's some shit that's beyond me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it's freaky enough to be beyond me, I'd be like, ooh. Uh, yeah, I want to stick uh, both thumbs up somebody's butt and rotate it counterclockwise. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's, I, I see you out there. You do your thing. You know? Um, but that's the whole point of a wish board. The whole point of a wish board is to put that stuff up there that you thought you would never get to experience. Yeah. Just to see if you can make it happen. And what blows most people's minds is they get a call. Somebody's willing to do that stuff. Yeah. Now, granted, it's based on the conference because mm-hmm. so at Frolicon, mm-hmm. the peace sign with the penises can definitely happen. I can see that. At Sex Down South, maybe not so much. I can see the peace so, sign being made by three furries <laughs> with pointy ears. <laughs> It's some wild. Hey, people, y'all think we're bullshitting. Y'all, get y'all asses out to these goddamn conferences. <laughs> if you look, okay, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you're open minded enough to be into things and know that there's some 
additional sides of sexuality that, that uh, other people are experiencing that perhaps you haven't. Yes. And if you're down for seeing that, you need to come to these fucking conferences because it is open. It is some uh, joyous stuff that's happening out of these conferences. But I don't want to murder all our time on the wishboards. That's just, you know, my analyst curious thing, wondering how many of those things happen. Because it's some... Uh, A great deal. It's some interesting things. Yes. That because, we see up on those boards. Like we said, the the wishboard is pretty much for you to throw your bucket list out there. Your I never thought anybody but me would be interested in doing this stuff. And you would be very pleasantly surprised there are plenty of people out there willing to do that stuff. Hey, and so, I'm a transgendered male and I just uh, transitioned and, and got a new penis and I would like to have a hand job by a man and a woman and the woman would have creamy peanut butter and the man would have crunchy peanut butter because the man has nuts and have the two of them give me a hand job. Ooh. I don't, I don't think I can uh, yeah, get down for that one, but I hope they get it. They will. Yeah. That's they the kind actually of st- will. You, okay, y'all think I'm bullshitting this. I'm, I'm making shit up. He's not making shit up because people will go to the but CBS a- <laughs> at Peachtree Center and get some creamy and some crunchy peanut butter and meet him in room 625 and make it happen, okay? It's so, some, uh, yeah. Yeah, some stuff up on that board. Yeah. But nonetheless, so, I wanted us to talk about some of the experiences, you know, that we had. Uh, so they kind of, th- I'm hoping they kind of have an idea of what the conference is now. So I want you and I to kind of talk about, you know, some of the things that we saw and that we got to do. Like in your case, I know you got to do the lunch and learn with the pleasure chest. Yeah. So you can kind of tell them what the pleasure chest is and give them a little overview of uh, what you got from the lunch and learn. So the pleasure chest. Uh, is probably familiar to anybody that lives in Chicago, Los Angeles, and I'm trying to think of where else the other one is. But anyway, um, Pleasure Chest is pretty much a sex shop that offers classes, um, and they teach various workshops on various sexual topics, um, how to use dildos, how to use vibrators, how to set a romantic evening, how to find your erogenous zones, how to find your partner's erogenous zones, um, what lubes to use for different types of foreplay, all kinds of stuff. So um, if you go to pleasurechest.com, you can look at their website and look at the different classes that they offer. If you live in one of those areas, the classes are all free. Feel free to go check out their their workshops if you live close to one. Um, I highly recommend it. They are awesome people. But what happens is they're one of the major sponsors for Sex Down South. One of the, um, they sponsor a lot of the stuff that goes into the goodie bags. And if you come to Sex Down South, you get an awesome goodie bag. It has a lot of, um, paperwork in it. So it has paper, like flyers and things like that, where you have coupons and flyers for different, um, things from the different vendors. Um, but in addition to that, you have lubes, you have condoms, you've got all these different samples in there. So you get probably about maybe 
15 to $20 worth of samples in addition to the coupon discounts that you get. So get all le- in all, you get, get legal a- advice. So they uh, have people that uh, deal with legal stuff that yeah. is more specific to the poly community. Yeah. They'll uh, put you in contact with uh, community Therapists that are and stuff. Therapists, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you got counseling. some of everything. So you have um, therapists that deal with um, LBGT um, Q issues, poly issues, family matters. Like for, so say for instance, you are a newly out person and you were married to a straight person and now you've got the whole custody battle thing. They have people who specialize in that. Um, things like that. You have people who specialize in therapy uh, for people who are considering transition, trying to work out feelings that they have and they're not quite sure where they fall on the spectrum, things like that. So um, not only do you get all of that information in the goodie bag, but you, again, get a bunch of samples and you get a bunch of coupons and discounts for different things, mostly from the vendors, but from some people who just want to advertise um, so you get invites from play- people that are from all over the country, um, who are trying to, of course, draw, um, attention to their business or market their businesses. But what did, um, during the lunch and learn, what, what did they do? I know. So during the lunch and learn, I went to two lunch and learns. Um, the first one I went to was about finding the right lingerie to fit your body type. So, um, I enjoyed that one because they were talking about figuring out what parts of your body you want to accentuate, um, what parts of your body you like the most or what parts of your body you want to hide or things like that. And then finding lingerie that, um, either accentuates those areas or camouflages those areas. So, for instance, if you're someone who's got a nice rack, you got beautiful breasts, or you got perky, small handful of breasts, um, and you think your breasts are your best asset, you find lingerie that accentuates your breasts, which draws people's attention to your breasts. So there's certain lingerie where the main part of the lingerie is concentrated on the breast area, whether it's lingerie that has like the cutouts where your breasts are are cut out in the circles, or if it has the ones with the corset that pushes your breast up, or you have the deep V that kind of cuts sexy across your breast. Those types of um, pieces will be great for you because those pieces are going to accent your breast area and draw the eyes to your breast area. Now, if you're someone who... That and your decolletage. Yes, you thought I forgot. my baby. <laughs> I didn't forget. Aw, he's using the words. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway... Um, like my baby was saying, your decolletage is being accentuated. Um, that's great because if you are someone like myself who I feel like I have nice breasts, but I don't want as much attention on my stomach, 
If I'm drawing your eyes to my breasts, I'm drawing them away from my stomach. So um, pieces like that allow me to pull your attention to places that I find flattering on my body as opposed to places that I don't find flattering on my body. Um, so we were talking about that. We were talking about like if you've got a nice butt, mm -hmm. then you want pieces that either are hugging to your body. Like they have a lot of those spandex pieces now with all of the little cutouts on it that look pretty much like somebody just shredded um, some spandex and strategically placed patches in certain spots so you can be street legal. But most of those hug the butt pretty good, hug the hips pretty good. Um, so those are great pieces. Um, you have pieces that um, cut, like the baby doll pieces, a lot of them cut right, um, right above the butt cheek. Like you can just about see the butt cheek, but not fully kind of teasing right there. Kind of like boy shorts-ish? Almost. Or like, but it's more like it's a baby doll, so it's more of a skirt. But it comes, it's a flowy kind of skirt. But it comes right, it just barely covers the butt. Like if you raise your arms up, they gonna see it. They see the capital letter B. Yes. So um, pieces like that are great because again, it access it accents your butt. It makes people look at your butt. So that was. A great class that they were teaching because they were one um, having women decide what part of their body they find the most flattering okay. um, like from the neck to the thighs what part of your body do you find more most flattering and if you think you have nice legs then you're gonna wear things that accentuate your legs like the um, the ones with the thigh highs and the garters, things mm -hmm. like that. So um, that's going to accentuate your legs. Those are things that are going to draw people to looking at your legs. So what you're really trying to do with those lingerie pieces is draw people's attention to parts of your body that you feel the most confident about and the most powerful about because that gives you the most confidence when you're wearing that piece it makes you stand up straighter it makes you smile it gives you a little bit more pep in your step and a little more strut in your walk um and so i thought that was just a wonderful class that they did because a lot of people when they're thinking about buying lingerie they're more thinking about what they think their partner will like and that is not necessarily the way you should think about lingerie because lingerie is a part of foreplay yeah and it gets your head into the game so you want to put on something that's going to make you feel sexy and make you feel desirable and so the best way to do that is have something on that is accentuating parts of your body that you feel are flattering to you and that again gives you that extra confidence and it makes you feel better in your own skin so again like i said that was a great class the other yeah. class let me let me uh that sounds like real talk to me i'm, I'm gonna say something and it's gonna kind of sound like bullshit but it's real talk uh honestly 
the sexiest thing that you can put on is confidence. So exactly what my bae's been saying, like, hey, you put it on and it's making you, you know, poke your chest out and, you know, you know, squeeze your cleavage together because you, hey, um, well, I'm about to kill him tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you, if you got that kind of feeling going on in your head and you walking and talking with it, that type of confidence is going to pull people in, you know. I've seen it. Um, there's a lot of attractive body types. I know some of the thinner women think, oh, I wish I was thick. Some of the thicker women think, oh, I wish I was thin. You know, no. Take what you got. Do like Eddie Murphy say. No matter what you got, you got to strut. <laughs> yeah, so, that, I mean, hitting them with that confidence, yeah, that does it every time. <laughs> now, I mean, nobody's going to be everybody's... Uh, cup of tea is a cup of tea mm-hmm. okay i know you might have been using the wrong <laughs> damn analogy <laughs> yeah you know nobody's gonna be everything for everybody but you take what you got and you rock it man you can pull somebody in who loves what you're rocking yeah all right what else pleasant chess teach you um so they talked about um how to self-arouse and get your get into the mood and kind of jumpstart the foreplay. Um, One of the great things about uh, foreplay is the fact that it prepares the body for sex. Uh, For women, it's extremely important because the vagina elongates, it starts to self-lubricate, and it also allows... um, for deeper penetration, um, more sensitivity, and um, that is so important when it comes to having sex. It makes the difference between your ability to orgasm and your ability not to orgasm. So um, they were just talking about some ways that people can um, get themselves in the mood. And a lot of times, as women, we have so many hats that we're wearing. We're the mother, we're the lover, we're the wife, we're the cook, we're the chauffeur, we're the um, dishwasher, we're the laundry washer, we're everything. Um, So because of that, it's very challenging for you to take yourself out of all of those roles and lay down and become, become the lover. And one of the ways for you to really fully become the lover is to get your mind in a game. So like we were talking about earlier, lingerie is one of those ways. You you putting lingerie on your body literally sig- sends a signal to your brain that you're preparing yourself for sex. You putting on a um, sexy fragrance is also sending signals to your brain that you're preparing yourself for sex. Put it on your red dress (laughs) and let your head down. Yes. And having sensual um, touch, having uh, sensual speak, having people talk sexy to you, putting um, light music on, lighting candles, having certain fragrances in the room. Turn off the lights. Oh my goodness, are you going to sing the whole time? So, 
Like I said, um, all of these different things are telling your brain that to prepare your body for sexual intercourse. Um, that's why foreplay is so very important. Um, a lot of people try to go from zero to 60. Um, but with women, we do need you to preheat the oven before you stick in the cake. Um, because our bodies do take time to fully prepare for sex. And when we're fully prepared for sex, it is so much greater in experience than when we're not. Um, and it's not that we can't enjoy sex without foreplay because um, trying to see how I can. So, okay, I'll put it like this. Compare it to going out to a fancy dinner mm -hmm. and you start with your appetizers, um, then you the have salad. your salad, then you have your entree, and then you have your dessert and your coffee. You know, that was a great meal. But having every little piece of that meal, one built onto the other, onto the other, made it a fantastic meal. Now, granted... You, you can entree. have a good meal and skip a bunch of those parts, mm -hmm. okay? You can still have a good meal with no appetizer, with no dessert, with no salad, with all of that. You can just have an entree and still have a good meal. But However, you that five star. Yes. The experience is much more pleasurable when you have one part building on to the another part, building on to the other part. Mm -hmm. So that's how I want you to think about it when you're adding foreplay to sex. And that was one of the great things that Pleasure Chess was talking about. Now, granted, when they speak to us, they were, of course, talking about different products that they sell that can assist in setting these moods, helping with the foreplay, you know, different lingerie pieces that they sell, things like that. And that's a part of the reason that they do those workshops is because they want to not only um, enhance you. your romantic experiences, but they want to show you how you can do that with their products. We do the same thing with Pure Romance. We show you how to enhance your romantic experiences, but we also show you products that we offer that assist you with doing so. So I do commend them on that because that is something that they've done for the last two or three years that I have enjoyed because it's um, about maybe 20, 30-minute classes. Mm -hmm. um, and you bring your lunch, you know, because lunch is on your own. So you bring your lunch, you sit down, and you listen to this class. But it's a lot of practical information. But again, they um, seamlessly mix it with their products and and I've learned from that as far as my presentations with Pure Romance because I've learned how to kind of tell a story while incorporating the products which gives people a better experience and um, oh yeah storytelling is big yeah and so again um, that's just one of the few things that 
they have going on at the conference. They have a ton of workshops. Um, they have sexy yoga, um, things like that going on because they believe in holistic treatments as well as um, taking care of the mind, body, and soul. And all of their classes touch each of those. They might, they have classes that's that are for your mind they have classes that are for your body classes that are for your soul classes that are even spiritual because they had like reiki and um they had a um what did they call it oh reiki reiki yeah um they had the reiki but they had like a spiritual room they had like a a serenity room mm -hmm. where you could go in and you could get reiki you could get massages you could get um, I think tarot readings, you could get all kinds of stuff. It was like a variety of things you could get in this area, but it was like a Zen area that you could go. It was a safe space that you could go and just kind of really get taken care of. And that was good because some of the workshops were very intense and some people needed some aftercare um, after going to some of the workshops because the workshops really did um, bring some feelings out in people that some people knew were there, some people had suppressed, some people had hidden, some people didn't know. Um, like it even uh, triggered some trauma memories for some people who had not even realized they had had trauma because the brain is such a wonderful instrument that it shields us a lot from some trauma that happens to us so that we can function. So, um, like I said, the classes are amazing. Um, but again, there is a safe space at this conference and I truly um, commend Marla and Tia for thinking of that and thinking of having a safe space and having an aftercare space because not every conference like this um, is prepared for that. And when you're talking about sexual things, people have had a variety of different experiences and it has led them to get into different things sexually. Um, and some of those experiences have been traumatic. So when they go to these classes, sometimes different things trigger different things. So I do appreciate that they um, have made it a point to make their conference an extremely safe space for people and have that aftercare. So since we're on a podcast and we're talking about Marla, I think in the past, I don't know if you ever got a chance to listen to it, but Marla was on one of the... I think relatively big podcasts. One of the ones that I listened to, I was uh -huh. like, "Oh shit, it's Marla." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I shot you the, I shot you the link. I don't know if you ever got to check it yeah, out. Yeah, Marla also, um, Marla does a lot of stuff. She's a speaker. She's a, um, that's a powerful woman. But she does the Velvet Lips, and she, she's a blogger. She's a speaker. She's, okay. um, I wanna, I wanna say she might even have her own podcast. But um, okay. go on Velvet Lips okay, on so her we website. Her Velvet Lips man. is uh, Marla's website. But she does some of everything. And so I am. I was not surprised about her being on other 
podcasts and things like that because she has a wealth of knowledge and she has been doing this for a long time, sex positive things for a long time. Okay. So the first thing that you and I got to do together, so I know you, a lot of times you're doing your pure romance thing, so you're out there, you know, trying to yes. sell your products to the so people. So I was repping pure romance at Sex Down South. As always. So if you guys go to the Sex Down South and I think click on the conference, like if they click on it, your stuff is going to show up. I think you might be on it as well. So your face and your uh, Pure Product. Romance by Lainey, yeah, is definitely a part of the Sex Down South marketing. So that's a good thing. But the thing that I know that you and I first got to do together at this Sex Down South was, uh, let me see what it was called. It was called the PJs and Masquerade Party. Mm-mm-mm. So, <coughs> excuse me. What it was, was it was a... What had happened was... No, okay, let's say it was a demonstration. It was entertainment slash demonstration. So... No. From from what... Okay, let me... Let me I'm going I'm to tell it, them from okay. my, my view. Wait, let me hold up, me. hold up. It was a pajama and lingerie party. In the pajama and lingerie party, there were several parts to the... Par- to the entertainment at the party. Okay, so from the onlookers perspective, we're all sitting in chairs. You know, you can come dressed out in your lingerie and your masquerade masks if you uh, wanted to be in theme. But what I noticed before we went in there as we were walking through the halls, I saw some uh, some baddies. Let's call them what they are. <laughs> Some bad. I'm like, oh, these fucking baddies in the goddamn lingerie. These motherfuckers can get it. <laughs> right, then I saw some dudes My baby over was giving it to him mentally. He totally was. He was like, wearing himself out mentally, giving it to everybody. And I'm seeing some dudes. I'm like, okay, they did their push-ups. I, I, they they uh, got them. <laughs> I don't know if they got a steroid shot in the ass or they just been keeping their diet clean, but they doing a... Hey, they didn't lift it something, goddammit. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, some dudes out here look like, you know, they get in the gym, you know, on occasion. Um, it's some baddies, some bangers. My favorite was the uh the light skinned one with the fat is is this a thing with the fat ass? Yes. <laughs> if you light skinned and got a fat ass, I'ma notice you. <laughs> I am going to notice Oh, she had a lion. You remember the lion? Yes. Whew. Hold on. If I had a cigarette right now, Lord, what, what, where's my, uh, where's my vape pen at here? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I need a cigarette right now when I thought about the, the lioness. <laughs> um, let's see. I would have to say, what, about 5'10", 5'11". Oh, yeah. Nice, long, slender body type. Um, yes, she's a goddess. TNA, uh, a lion. I'm trying to remember if it's on the left or the right thigh. And imagine a lion head being on the cheek, you know, with the extra mane area, because the thigh meat was uh, <laughs> a perfect canvas for that. Whew, I'll give me a moment, y'all. Mm. Moment of silence for the lioness. Yeah. <laughs> Along with her, man, they had some Kelly Rollins. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, nigga. The whole, oh, every dude. <laughs> I ain't even got to tell you 
how every woman looked. But when you hear me say, nigga, <laughs> you know it was some baddies out there. It was some beauty in the room. It really was. It was a wonderful, wonderful no, sight to see. Hold on. I'm telling them about the baddies. Tell them about the, the, the dudes. I don't know. Didn't they have black on you with know some what? drawers? I did and... take a few pictures. So, um... You going to upload it? Up? You want to upload yeah, it? Yeah, I can. Okay. I took a few pictures. Um, so we will look at... You go to Instagram.com. Uploading those to... Uh, forward slash Black in the Swing. <laughs> if, we yeah. have, if we have the lioness, I'm going to tag her ass lioness. <laughs> hashtag baddie. Hashtag... I don't know if we got the lioness, but I did Damn. take some pictures. I don't know. I, I don't recall whether I did or didn't. But we did take some Ooh. pictures, and I will put those up. Um, or I'll send them to my baby to put them up. We'll we'll get them up so y'all can at least get a a glimpse of what we experienced because we're we're gonna tell you the rest. Oh, tell them about the dudes. Tell them about the weightlifting dudes. The, the dudes. Oh, the um, guys were nice. They, they were like sculpted. They. I mean, they like a, you could pop a quarter off their ass. I mean, it was just like uh, a, a, some hood, like a hood. Yeah, a some of them or some shit like that. No, the guys had. Well, the, the two you're joint. talking about, yeah. they were almost twinsies. They had on like a fishnet onesie. Um, no, it wasn't a onesie. Short, no, I, short, I think no. Hell no. It wasn't. That's fucked up. The men won't. No, no. I don't mean like. Uh, okay. I don't mean like a pajama onesie. I mean it was a like a jumpsuit. It was. I got, I got to feel some kind of way because now I got to describe these dudes. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Imagine these dudes got like a, a fishnet type hoodie. You know what I'm saying? And the hoodie is down. And I guess they had some some black draws. They were fishnet. They were fit. Okay. Okay. Perhaps my uh my eyes would not allow me to uh watch and remember the fishnettedness of these two dudes. But okay. Um. Let's see. So they are wearing for. The most part, most of their outfit is like a see-through type thing. So imagine, okay, ladies, this is for you. Uh, imagine like a Magic Mike uh, kind of ladies showcase. Hey, we out here doing these thing and shaking it. Throw some dollars at us. Rub some body oil on us because we done did all of our push-ups and some bench presses and some tricep kickbacks. Okay. So the dudes, they've done some weight training. I don't know if they're taking some uh, some vitamin S, but you know, I'm a, I'm a weight trainer, so I respect dudes that have done their thing. So somehow the two of these guys have a very similar outfit. They have, let's call it a fishnet type hoodie. Ladies, just think, uh, Jada Pinkett's uh, Pleasure Palace, uh, Magic Mike Part Two. Yeah. And I think they got on, did they have on black briefs or some shit like that? No, they know. were fishnet. Everything was fishnet. Oh, you can see their dick? No, they had on like bikinis. That's what I'm saying, black oh. briefs. Okay. You said briefs. They weren't briefs because they was, they was up the crack. My bad. I call them briefs. Because you want to just block out certain things. Yeah, in my mind. <laughs> that whole area. In his area. mind, their ass was covered, but yeah, it was not covered. Everything from, in my mind, everything from their upper hip. To <laughs> a goddamn at least no, the top of the that thigh. Was ass, ass, ass. 
Okay, perhaps there was. Yes. Uh, my mind, he can bounce a quarter off of it from 50 yards out. Okay? My mind will not allow me to remember <laughs> that detail. Like, literally, if you threw a quarter, you had good aim, and the quarter hit him on the ass, it was going to bounce back to you, and you could catch it. All okay, right. so what were they doing? Okay, so they would come out, they would have their little song, so either it would be a lady coming out, dancing to a song. Mm. We talking about two different things. I'm talking about a PJ party. No, we're talking about the PJ party, but you're talking about two different setups of dudes. I'm oh, talking yeah, I'm about the guys that were in the audience. You're talking about the models. No, those dudes were not random ass audience dudes. Well, those no. dudes were. Fuck. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That no. was two different sets of dudes. I get that. Oh my god, those weren't random. Aud- they were in the audience. Yes, you're correct. They were in the audience. Those were not audience dudes. I hang out with shitloads of so, niggas. So what, they were sleepers? Yes, hell yeah. What a random audience niggas. Them niggas were hired. Trust me. So my baby is saying they hired sleepers to come out and pretend that they were in the lingerie contest. Yes. For them niggas that just happen to have on damn near the exact outfit. <laughs> and both of them, okay, both of them is, you know, chocolate brown skin dudes like you. Yeah, like, sculpted. Like me. Sculpted like black Adonis's. It was Come on, and both of these niggas ugly. just happen to have the same outfit on. <laughs> Nigga, please. Catches bullets with his team. <laughs> Nigga, please. <laughs> So anyway, shout out to the show going to Harlem. Okay, so, um, okay during the show. During okay, the let me show. Go back. Okay, so, so when we came in, there was a couple. Uh, there was a bed on the stage. There was a couple. I thought they was already dancing. They did some dance shit before they brought the bed out. No, the remember? bed was on the stage already. Okay, but I guess the bed wasn't the um. It piece, wasn't piece de resistance. It wasn't because there was some dancing. Yeah, people come out, have a little song. Yeah, yeah, they had, they had. Oh my gosh, they That's were the playing music. That was people a were dancing. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was some some snaking and some body rolling. Okay, but that ain't the part we want to tell you about. Okay, so they have a dude and a woman come out and do the little dance together. And at the at the beginning when they came out, they had on masks. Okay, they took them and off. Lo- she had on lingerie. He had on like a little loincloth kind of thing on his yeah. body. Okay, let me lay you down on this bed, girl, mm-hmm. and I'ma move my body like a snake, girl. So what was happening was there was a narrator who was talking about, you know, sensuality, and pretty much so she was talking about the different stages of sex. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about foreplay, and as she started talking about, you know, as you're setting your night and you got to have a little a little foreplay, mm-hmm. they started to do the foreplay. So they were pretty much enacting what she was talking about. 
let, let, let me get to the brass tacks here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's trying to yada, yada, yada and dance around this shit. So at some point, they started giving each other head. So she was giving him some head, and I was like, all right, now, salute. And she was like, well, let me lay back on this ottoman and lift my legs in the air. She was on a bed. And he was like, <laughs> like, okay, well, shit, are they doing this? They are really doing that. Okay, yes. I thought they was bullish. They are doing that shit. Yes. We are sitting in the audience, and there's an audience of at least 100 people watching two people on a bed, on a stage. Yes. So the lady's like, is he doing I think he looks like he's doing Girl, he's doing that. <laughs> I know the neck posture. Give us a hand. That's the, that's that's neck posture right there. Okay, so the scene's supposed to turn up, and uh, they're about to get to the point where they're gonna. You forget he 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 gave her um, fellatio. I said nama 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 nama. He gave she gave him fellatio. He gave her kind of lingus. Think they did when they didn't. And then he gave her some rimming. I said that wrong. You think they didn't when they did. Yeah. He gave her some rimming because he flipped her up and ate her ass. So he gave her some rimming. Oh, I don't know about the rimming. And part. tossed all her salad. And then... I didn't um, know he uh got damn Caesar salad into the business. He did. He did. He tossed her the salad. And really? then... Um, I thought he was still eating her. Then they, No, they took a break. Yes. They took a break, and during the break, we had the head contest. Oh, we did have a head contest. Yes. Yeah, because the little girl in the purple, I'm like, okay, well, shit, well, let me find out. So what they did was they um, pretty much put a strap on on the hostess and put a dildo in the strap on, and they picked five people from the audience and they had to give the dildo head. They had to fellatiate the dildo. Yes, they had to fellatiate the dildo. Um, but there was a technical difficulty. Oh, yes. They didn't have the right size condoms. I'm assuming they had a uh, they endowed dildo. They had a dildo size dildo. And they had with a regular size condoms. They was the struggle was real. Yes, it was. They didn't want they that had smoke. No lube, no lube. No, because had they had lube, you can make a regular size condom fit a magnum size penis with enough lube. But enter Condom Girl. Oh yeah, I'm gonna call her Condom Girl because she, she said pro. Look, look the fuck out. I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing. Yeah. She went up there and grabbed that motherfucker and took it. And... <laughs> that was a sound it made. <laughs> and the next thing, well, I guess it's on then. Uh, she did that. She did the stretch and wiggle to get that condom on. And granted, this is not to be done at home. Because it was a dildo and it would never ejaculate, she was able to do the stretch and wiggle. 
if you're going to do the stretch and wiggle, she snapped that motherfucker on. <laughs> if you're gonna I don't do know, the stretch I, I, I don't and know wiggle, if you ever seen a condom get snapped on. <laughs> oh my gosh! But if you're gonna do the stretch and wiggle, please do two things for me. One, put lube on the inside of the condom. Two, have the penis owner pinch the tip. And hold it so that he'll have room for the ejaculate. Because, honestly, had that been a real penis, in if they would have done more than oral with this condom on, it would have broken and there would have been some technical difficulties for a I real don't girl. know what she did. But she but did the stretch and wiggle. Two or three people went up my, there My and baby struggled. had not seen the stretch and wiggle before. And two people went I up there and struggled with the condom. I have never had to do the stretch and wiggle. She walked uh, up. Well, I take that. For the last decade and a half, I have not had to do the stretch and wiggle. She walked I up. Because I know... How to find the proper size condom for my partner. And immediately but yeah, she, snapped she that motherfucker. Is somebody who has had a handful of regular condoms and has some magnums walk in the room. And she was like, if you want this pussy, you got to put this condom on. And he was like, well, let's do the damn thing. So she did the stretch and wiggle. But the stretch and wiggle is a tried and true guaranteed way to get a, a regular condom on a magnum size she snapped <laughs> like real talk as a penis owner don't snap a condom on my shit <laughs> it was a dildo babe uh, allow me to goddamn lube and, 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 and roll <laughs> but that's why I said you have him hold the, you put some lube on the inside of the condom and you have him hold the tip and if you do it correctly you never do snap it to all the penis owners <laughs> imagine taking a Stretch rubber band around the middle of the shaft of your we're dick working a pinch if and just he is serious about getting laid snapping that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of getting the con cuz Three people have struggled before. That man would have been hard as Chinese trigonometry. No, no he wouldn't have. I doubt that a snap would have even, he would have even felt a snap. Nope, if he was right-handed, she would have lost a tooth on the left side. <laughs> he wouldn't have meant to. But the natural, the natural hand motion when he got some shit snapped into the center of his dick. Would have caused her to lose <laughs> her left back cuspid. It'd be snap, snap. It'd be like, <laughs> what happened? She lost a tooth. He's stupid. He wouldn't have meant to. We gotta wrap this up. He's dumb as fuck. He wouldn't have meant to. It was just. I'm sorry. Hey, she just lost the love and feeling. <laughs> let, me, let, let me get get your tooth back on. Here, Damn. take this. Take this to your orthodontist. I promise you, she just lost the love and feeling. He will not be getting laid tonight. But okay, once she snapped that motherfucker on, um, the the first girl, man, I was looking at it. I was like, yeah. Everybody had technique. No, some people had show. 
Some people had show and but the, one the girl first had, girl she had was, technique. Oh, she was deep thrown in. Yeah, went, she had technique. This ain't your first rodeo. <laughs> she know what she doing. Mm-hmm. And then some other girl, I think other girls, you know, she she did some some, some hand motion. Now, r- r- let me remind you, in between here, they pulling condoms off. So as they try to put the second condom back on, the, the initial people go back up and struggle again. <laughs> Niggas, look out. I say, snap it out. That's the sound it made. That's how I remembered it. Snap another condom on. Okay, that, that, that first time wasn't a fluke. <laughs> so I think one of the girls did a split. I'm like, okay. Don't get me wrong. As much as I like splits, that's that split ain't gonna make me come. Now it made the audience hype. Yeah. She did a split and started well, giving I, head. No, she was doing a head and she was giving head, and as she was going deeper down on the penis, she was splitting deeper down on the ground. Don't get me wrong. I I don't know. I, I felt like a purist at the moment. I'm like, yeah, that that the slip, the splits is entertaining, but the deep throat skill, cause I'm imagining my dick he as uh, I'm watching the show. Yes, he was. No, don't get me wrong. Like she could have been like, uh, whoever the fuck, uh, who's the white boy that played when he was in the? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody was entertained. You know what I'm saying? But I was thinking. But would I come? <laughs> you know, okay, imagine yourself. Grab your goddamn thumb and index finger, rub your beard together, and say, hmm, but would I come? Trust. I don't know if you that come first, or not. That I... first girl? Whew. Mm. Yeah, so... Okay, so, so nonetheless, okay. Blowjob so contest. Let, let's look at it like this. If you've got five people, the first one's going to set the bar. Everybody behind her is going to try to one-up Got to one-up it. So, honestly, if you're being real about it, the first one really should have won. Man. But because she was the first one... And she pretty much set the bar, and everybody else just took turns one up in her. Um, on entertainment factor. On entertainment factor. Um, yeah, that's kind of how, of course, that's kind of how it turned out. Of course, the last person to go was the one who won. Um, so after that was over. The two that had fellatiated. Yes. They and cuddling guys. Yes, they came back. Yeah. Out. We gotta wrap this up, baby. So, there was a lot of no, we're gonna, we gonna give it all to him. Really? Because this is gonna go long. If baby, y'all wanna no- listen... I am known for going long. Get, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the fucking show. <laughs> get, give it to him. Grab okay, him by the fine. goddamn hips. Right. Uh-uh. Bear claw grip. You ain't going nowhere. I'm about to... Girl, come here. Motherfucker. Don't you pull away from You know what I'm not getting while we doing this. You don't get that later. (laughs) I want to get it later. I want to get it now, motherfucker. I got to be at work at 8 o'clock in the morning, bitch. No, don't try to... Don't pull away. Come come, come (laughs) your ass. 
Shit. You know, I'll never pull away, bitch. Don't you, you must be talking about that other girl you fucking. That's, a, that's the bear claw grip right there. <laughs> you got okay. a bear claw grip her ass. Yeah, I'm, it got me in a, in a, in a mindset. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, the two came back on stage who had been cunnilingizing and fellatiating each other. You're making up words now. You can't use that on words with friends. I'm going to use cunnilingizing. <laughs> cunnilingizing. Damn. Triple words going. <laughs> you stupid. Fucking uh, triple letter on the G. That is 169 points. I didn't know you could say that. Well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. So nonetheless, they come back on. And they get back onto the... What's the name of it? It's not a couch. What the fuck that thing? It's a fucking bed. That one. It was a bed. They took a bed from one of the fucking rooms. Trust me, it was a fucking bed. Oh, okay, I thought it was a little something. You know, had no, a little, it was a goddamn bed. Had a little fancy shit on the side. No, they just put some um fancy sheets and shit on it. It was okay. a fucking bed. Okay, from upstairs in one of the rooms. Okay, so uh now after their intermission. You know what time it is. You know, after the sucking, y'all know what comes. Oh, supposed to come next is the fucking. Oh yeah. So she was like, okay, yeah. Let me get that dick hard again. Let me suck it. Sound like she was making uh, macaroni. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? Let me find out. That is fun. And she was a baddie too. Mm-hmm. That chick was thick as cold grits, goddamn. And she had curves in all the right places. Breast was just sitting up there like, "Mama, I just want a nurse." Oh, for baby. the fellas, nigga. <laughs> so she's giving him. So she, she was one of them girls that me and my husband looked at her like she can get it. <laughs> She's giving him all oh. kinds oh, of yeah. Georgia Dome. Oh yeah. Uh I don't know what kind of She was sucking all the gristle off of that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what kind of uh soldier he had in the fight. <laughs> but uh he refused. <laughs> this old traitorous ass. His soldier had been trained by the CIA to withstand all forms of interrogation. He refused to salute. You know how they say pressure buzz pipes? His pipe was busted. You know what I mean. He was he was hard as boiled noodles. And he was, uh, he was like, I mean, he was giving it the college try. Oh my gosh! And it was so uncomfortable to watch because you got literally about a hundred, hundred fifteen people in the fucking room. All eyes are on them because they so, are the entertainment. They are the headliners. We're all watching them. You could hear a rat piss on cotton in this room. It's so quiet because. Nobody really... Is this what's happening right now? <laughs> is this what we're doing? I I didn't want to, but I look him into the eyes of his soul. 
And inside there was a little train that could. He said, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Fuck it. He couldn't. He couldn't. See, what happened was the way his account was set up. He's got a check-ins. Oh, my God. And a savings. And I, I want to pay for this it meal. It was so uncomfortable to watch. I'm, like, sitting there feeling sorry for the dude. Feeling uncomfortable, wanting to get up and walk out. I'm just like, this is the most embarrassing Ooh. shit I have ever had to watch. And he did the whole, I can't get dick cards, so I'm going to eat your pussy some more deal. And Try to know, go back and forth. So then and... people start talking to each other. We kind of like start having conversations because he's, lo- he's lost the audience. Because we're like, uh, we already saw you eat pussy. We way past that. You know, we're, it's kind of like... We done passed that precipice. So it's kind of like being in church when the communion wafer is no longer satisfying your appetite and your body is like, where the chicken at? <laughs> I thought we had a, a, a chicken fry after church. Don't we have a supper or something to go to? <laughs> I felt some kind of way for him. Oh, my gosh. It was the were... hardest... It was the hardest thing to watch, watching him not get hard. (laughs) You're supposed to be the fucking entertainment. Mm -hmm. By that, I mean you are supposed to be the fucking entertainment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh. So they made us watch that shit for a good 10 minutes and then they cut it out. Nigga. We was like, it could, not, it could not get more awkward. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. It couldn't get more awkward in if uh you were jacking off in the bathroom and call your father the pastor and he put it on speaker in the middle of his sermon. <laughs> the shit was awkward. Um things just got awkward. <laughs> okay. So then they were like, okay, we got to do something to fix this. So they decided to do the lingerie contest. Nigga, you could have called the Sandman out. That, <laughs> that nigga was so, done. So, of course, they have all of the people in the audience who think they have nice lingerie on to come up to the front. Um, and, of course, they have them all lined up. And then, of course, they... All step out, you know, one or two at a time, depending on if it was a single person or a couple. And we kind of applaud, and then they break it down to like the top five, Something I think. Like that, yeah. And then um, with the top five, they did like a twerking contest, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And some kind of um, dance off. Yeah, some kind of dance off, and they dwindled it down to like um, two or three. And it was like the white couple. Yeah, that was kind of in the BDSM. Yeah, there's a white couple in this BDSM costume set. And then... Ball gag leather. Yeah, and then they had like two single ladies that were in some lingerie. Um, And then so they had them do like a couple of things. Um, Oh, and one of them was the... uh, they had to make them come up and I don't know what they called it. It was just pretty much revving up the crowd. So you pretty much had to come up and you had to kind of get the crowd hot. Yeah. So 
of course, the ladies came up and they shook some titties, shook some ass, did some popping and stuff like that, and everybody was screaming. It was nice. The, the white couple, she walked him up on his dog collar. Walked him, spanked him. She sat down on the stage, opened up her legs, put his head down between her legs, and then she beat him with a cane while he ate her pussy. And that was pretty much the end of that competition. Okay. I guess we know who won this one. All right. Yeah, so... Because um, getting caned while you're eating pussy, yeah. it's hard to top. They won that one. Yeah. And the uh, funny part about it was that, one, she was one of the presenters... So she was saying that she never gets to have fun at those types of events because when she's called to be a speaker, mm -hmm. she never gets to actually enjoy any parts of the conference. And they were like, no, you got to come to this. Mm -hmm. You got to have fun. So they dressed up and they're sitting in the audience trying to be, you know, Polly and Paul, you know, audience sitters. And people were like, no, first of all, there was a shit ton of people of color in there, and there was like a sprinkle of white people. Yeah, it was like a um a chocolate cookie with white chocolate chips. Yes, and so they were probably one of maybe three people in a room that were white, mm -hmm. and the only two that were actually in costume. Turn up. Yeah, so they were like, y'all asses getting in the contest whether you want to or not. And so she was like, well, shit, if we're in this sucker, we're going to go hard or go home. And so they wind up winning. And she was like, first of all, I didn't even expect us to get in the contest, much, much less win the motherfucker. Yeah. And they were so pleasantly surprised. And it was just so much fun because... They're a sweet, sweet couple, and really, they were so outside of their element. It was just exciting and fun to see that they had a good time, and they enjoyed themselves, and they stepped out of their box and had some fun. And yeah. so that made it even more fun for the crowd because it was watching people step outside of their comfort zone, really genuinely have some fun, mm -hmm. and have a surprise at the end when they want. Yeah. But but on a serious note, um, I, I need everybody to say a prayer <laughs> for the dude that was on He's the stupid. stage. Pray for his soul. No, you know who they need to pray for? Hold on, baby. I need, no. hold on, I need our audience to pray for his soul because... I know after that performance, that nigga had to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Who they really need to pray for is when they had the twerking contest and that girl <laughs> jumped up and started twerking with that fucking, um, I don't know if it was a maxi pad or some toilet paper between her legs. But it was showing, and it was just not cute. I do not remember that. How did you not see that? Oh, my gosh. So they have a twerking contest. First of all, we got the chick who's got this big-ass bandage on the side of her leg. She oh. in a fucking wheelchair. 
It looked like she had had a cyst or something removed no. from the side of her fucking leg. No. And they had it bandaged up. She she was getting all kinds of participation because she was in a fucking wheelchair. Yes. Like, her entire lower right side had been burnt the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, the chick that's in a wheelchair, you're like, okay, go sit your ass now be calm now. Then she stopped bouncing. Uh-huh. Okay, she didn't hopped up and got on the left foot. Yeah. <laughs> she got on the good leg. <laughs> oh, she had the meats. Okay. She, she was like Arby's. Okay. <laughs> But because her whole right side was bandaged, I don't. Hey, uh. She said that wasn't stopping please, shit. Please, please, uh, excuse me for calling people bitches. But you know, you gotta say, hey, I just said it. Did this Spanish bitch just get up and start giving her the business? Yes, she did. She just got, you know. Okay, you know when your whole right side burnt up, you can't put your foot down real good, kind of flush to the floor, and you just kind of got to get on, on that. The tippy toe. On, on the tippy toe. On the right tippy toe. Because that's going to lift the whole, the whole right cheek up. Because she had the meats. She was determined she was going to win a fucking contest. And when nobody stopping All we can do is give it to her. Okay. When you see a motherfucker get up out the chair. Okay. With the entire right side, the whole right left extremity bandaged. Oh, my God. They're on the tippy toe with the meats. <sighs> popping it. Oh, my stomach hurt. I guess, I guess you won that one. Okay. She did. She Ooh, won she that. She did. She did. You I thought you were going to get up, but, hey, she was giving it to him. Okay, but she was next to the chick that had, so, I don't know, it's, so what it looked like, because I was just like, I cannot believe this is what I'm seeing, but what it looked like was like, the girl came down on her cycle at the conference, wasn't prepared, had wrap some toilet paper around her drawers just kind of to catch what was ever happening. But she just, she forgot she was having that situation and she gets in the twerking contest. God, wow, I missed off. that. And she starts twerking and she jumps down. She's got her hands on the ground. She got a, a butt up in the air. She got her legs spread and she's doing the pop, pop, pop. And all you see is this wad of of white and red toilet paper. <laughs> just oh no, Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> okay, I I didn't see that. I don't know how you did see it. Stevie fucking Wonder could have seen it. Oh my god! Because oh, me glad. and Michelle was looking at each other like that just happened. <laughs> Like she was hardcore too about winning that contest. She's like, "Fuck the blood." <laughs> they gonna have to see it today. <laughs> wow. I am glad I didn't see that. I'm scarred. That's that's part of the reason I'm having nightmares. Fuck the blood. <laughs> oh, she was. Oh, the blood. Yeah, that's 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 how our night ended. <laughs> I am glad that I didn't see that part, but uh, yeah, you could have looked up into the uh into the stands at the crowd. Are you not entertained? Are you not 
was entertained. Oh, we were way entertained. They had all kinds of stuff. And then they had the birthday girl. Remember the birthday girl? Oh, yes. the one that wanted to... The, the little <sighs> tiny one. In the purple. Yes. I don't know. I have never had a birthday fantasy about eating several women out. Yes. But apparently... She had had a birthday wish of sucking off several dudes. So her, her boyfriend, he, I think he, lucky, five, lucky five he was in pretty decent exact, shape. She had five dicks of various heights and sizes. <laughs> they turned on the music. Yes, they did. And, and her man was one of the five. I think he was in the middle. The, mo- the models were the other four, and her man was one of the five. Yeah, uh, you remember how it looked in uh, what was this, what was the the, the hundred and one Dalmatians when they were eating uh, when they were eating noodles? <laughs> that wasn't a hundred and one Dalmatians. That might have been. What's the one um, you know where they had the noodles and they ended up uh, yes, kissing? Oh shit! Uh, lady dogs. in the Tramp. You Lady in the Tramp. Yes, <laughs> that is apropos. Yes, imagine Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> And there are plenty of noodles, five to be exact. <laughs> and it was her fantasy to be the tramp and to get all those noodles. And she did her thing. Yes, uh, she did. Ma'am, I salute you. Yes. So she, she's... Uh, she lived out a birthday fantasy. She started on one end. They had a couple of dudes that picked her up because she's a tiny little thing. And flipped her upside down, so she was upside down sucking dick. <laughs> it looked like, you they, know when uh, people get bottles and put different amounts of water and blowing it? <laughs> In my head, that's what I was seeing. He, so her man, while she was sucking his dick upside down, he was eating her pussy. So he did, he was standing up, holding her upside down. She was a little thing. She was suck. yeah, she's a tiny little thing. Little, tiny he, little she chocolate. She was sucking his dick and he was eating her pussy. Yes, that's, that happened in front of about 115 people. <laughs> hold it was on, happy hold birthday me, to her. Hold on, let me try to get a... Yeah, that's how birthday girl enjoyed yeah. her birthday. Those were the notes. Dick sucking when and she was on the different bottles. And yes. upside down and right side up and sideways and all kinds of ways. So me and Bunny looked at each other like, Yeah, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we went out and uh what did we do? Oh, we were supposed to hook up with uh, a friend of ours, but she had to work the dungeon that night. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it. Okay, we're going to go to... I no, we... he gave her a quickie before she worked the dungeon. Don't did even I try to... Before it... the dungeon? Huh? I think I might have gave a quickie before the dungeon. You did give it because I was at Hooters by myself, bitch. You left me at Hooters oh, by myself, she did. bitch. She did call, yes. We were having hot this wings. This bitch left me at Hooters by myself, bitch. Okay, so after... <laughs> okay. He left a restaurant full of Hooters 
to go give a quickie. <laughs> yes. So after after that, uh, I got hit up, and she was like, "Hey, I gotta work the dungeon tonight, but if you can bring some dick through before yes. that, uh, I'd be much appreciated." Well, he looked shit. at me like. I'll see you at the party, babe. <laughs> I looked at her in my in her eyes like I was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I was like, "Baby, I'll be back." <laughs> he said he'll be back. He was like, "I'll beat your ass at the party." <laughs> so yeah, uh, a bitch wasn't like he was gonna be back. He knew he wasn't gonna be back. <laughs> I, I think okay. The last time I saw her was um when we had fucked the year before. The year before, it sex down south. Uh, we went, ended up going to the loft, and um, yeah, let, let's go ahead and crank that back up. Yeah, she. So they had a great time. They met. I got to steal her dress, and um, cause I'm a dress stealer. I'm an outfit stealer, and um, and I was like, yeah, this is my husband, and blah blah blah, and y'all need to go up and have some fun. So they went up and had some good fun. And, first year? Uh, matter of fact, him and her, you and the, her and her girlfriend, didn't y'all? No, her girlfriend uh, separated and went somewhere else. Oh, okay. So she turned he up went two. up with two. Yeah. He no, did go up with two. She didn't come back to the room with us. She found some guys who were willing to give her the, the dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, they had a great time. And so she was like, I'll be back next year for the conference. And I was like, yeah, hit me up when you're in town. Yeah. And so when she um, solidified all her plans to come to the conference, she hit him up and she was like, hey, I'll be back at the conference. He was like, I'm going to be there too. My wife's still vending. And she was like, oh, okay, great. So, um, so yeah, so they got a chance to reconnect, which I was very happy about. Yeah. And um and so yeah, she was making sure she could get all she could fucking stand from my baby while she was here. And she went and uh kidnapped his ass a few times. It was twice. What else? Okay, so that uh leads us up to the Big Bang, the closing party. Yes. And so, Big Bang has more than one meaning when it comes to that Negro Mr. Energizer. Okay, so, okay, what do we do? We came to the final party, which is going to be the Big Bang. Um, and kind of like the masquerade party. It's not a masquerade, but uh, everybody's kind of dressed up in their own thing. Uh-huh. And they have different people coming through and entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, I think, which ones did we... We saw a couple entertainers come through. Yeah, so they had the pole... Uh, they had a pole lady and a pole man. So, okay. they had a pole lady... And, well, both of them were phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. The things they do on a pole make you just, like, your jaw drops. You're like, I didn't know that was even possible to do on a pole. It's more like when they're laying back in the table and all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, just, like, flipping upside down and drop, stop, drop, stop. Almost like a death drop because it, it dropped about a good six, eight inches and stop themselves, and I'm like, <gasps> you know, kind of, everybody kind of, like, took in a deep breath, like, oh, my gosh, because you thought they were going to fall, but they didn't. Like, they like they clenched their their thigh, thigh muscles, muscles or whatever and yeah. caught themselves, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> you know? Just crazy stuff on the pole. And, like, flipping up and, like, swinging around, like, by ankle and shit, and it was just awesome. 
Um, and then they had this really thick chick. You missed this one. Okay, yeah. So they had a really thick chick that came out, but she... So what was unique about her is she has whatever that skin condition is where you have kind of like those really kind of albino type um, patches mm-hmm. all over your skin. Is that the, the really famous one that everybody kind of knew? Yeah. Like when they said her name, everybody like, who's she yeah. coming? Yeah, yeah, her. Okay. So um, she came out and she she did like this slow Madonna type walk down the aisle with this candle and then she kind of did a little slow kind of belly dance and she was pouring candle wax on herself and she was uh, doing the hip motion and then she was um, disrobing and stuff and then she had butterfly wings and it was just an amazing show. Her whole thing was like awesome. She had candles all over the place and stuff and it was just great. Um, but what I loved about her was that most people with that type of condition are very shy about showing their bodies. And Mm -hmm. she, once she was a thick chick, Mm -hmm. um, I saw when she was starting to come out. Yeah. So that's when you got called away, but she was a thick chick. She had this skin condition, but she had, you know, enough confidence to fill Mercedes-Benz Stadium and she knew she was the shit and she was commanding the room and when I tell you could no one look away she literally commanded the room. I mean, you could not take your eyes off of her. It was just such an amazing show and just watching her and just the fact that she was a very thick chick and Mm -hmm. she was just not shy about her body and she was commanding the room, and she was like, yeah, you're going to look at me, you're going to desire me, you're going to love this body. And I was just like, you go, girl! You know, I was sitting back mm-hmm. there, you know. We was like, amen, bitch! You know, just everything. It was just such a wonderful show. Um, but yeah, that was it was just so great. And then, of course, they did a bunch of, um, you know, prize giveaways and stuff. And then they turn so, on the dance floor. Let's and keep it. We let's keep it all. Uh, okay. Um, let's keep it real about the prize giveaways. I was surprised by the number of tickets you had bought, because was it twice that they called your ticket number? Three times. Yeah. So I don't know how many tickets bought Bunny bought. Bunny bought forty tickets. But somehow she won. Three of the prizes. So, Bunny had actually won more prizes than that. It's just while I was waiting for somebody to finish fucking and come to their fucking car, I was missing prizes that was being given away. Because Bunny actually won about ten prizes, but Bunny wasn't there for but three. Okay, so... So, uh, somebody's husband owes them like seven gifts. So what Which happened I expect is, to get between my birthday and Christmas. As Thicky Thick with it uh, was coming down the aisle, uh, yes. a friend of ours hit us up and said... No, she didn't hit us. Hit me up Thank and you, said, bitch. Hey, <laughs> I gotta be at the dungeon at he 12. He got a booty call. I gotta be at the dungeon at 12. 
can you come up? I could come up for a little while. Okay. And, um, <laughs> this is one of the few uh, women that I was fucking, and she looked me in the eyes and said, Hey, do you want to fuck me in the ass? And I looked dead back in her eye. And I said, Hell yeah. <laughs> First of all, this bitch. Okay, so the chick text. No, she didn't. She texted him and he didn't answer. She walks up right as the fucking chick's show is starting. And she's like, come here. So he dips off and doesn't come back. Like straight doesn't come back for at minimum hour, hour and a half. Something stupid ridiculous like that. Probably 45 minutes. Bull fucking shit, nigga. Don't make me kick you in your face right now. This motherfucker didn't come back for like an hour, hour and a half. And I'm going to tell you how I know. Because I got propositioned several times and I was timing the propositions to see how long it was going to take this bitch to come back. So I'm like, I'm texting him and everything. His ass ain't calling back. He ain't text back. Bitch, how you doing? Bitch, this no, where I am. After the, after, you know how she does. After the vaginal, she was like, I'm ready for anal. I understand that. But motherfucker. You ain't said nothing but a thing. I was like, first of all, when he was asked to come up to the room, you think a bitch would text his wife and be like, babe, I got ass to the room. I thought when she tapped me on the shoulder and said, No, motherfucker! Hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I, I figured you knew the qu- what the question was. No, motherfucker. I figured, oh, I, I kind of figured you knew what the question was. No, motherfucker. So, um... So, yeah. Yeah. And, so, um, I was feeling... I'm, I'm at the thing. I got this dude literally inviting me back to his house, which was nowhere near the hotel. Oh, yeah, not the house. And I was like, if so it was a hotel, tempted. Yeah, that'd be cool. I was so tempted to fucking disappear on somebody's ass because I was like, I already didn't know where his ass was. I was assuming, but you know what happens when you assume. So you know, and I'm texting him. He not texting me back. I'm like, okay, that's what you want to do. All right. So yeah, by the time he got back, Mama was a little heated. No, because a couple times. Like, I want to say it was probably about 45 minutes, and then we never got in contact with each other because she had to leave. So so that's why I was saying I don't think it was an hour. We never could get in contact with each other for a while because I came back down and looked for you, and you were gone. And I was like, okay, I looked for you for a little while, and then I went and used the bathroom. And I was like, okay, I was texting you in the bathroom, and I think maybe after I had been looking for you and texting you, we finally, I think maybe you called me back. Or something like that. And that's when, you know, when we get mm-hmm. back up together. Yeah. But yeah, she, when somebody says... Moral of the story is, when a bitch tap you on the shoulder and say, come up to my room so we can fuck, text your wife and tell her where the fuck you going. <laughs> I thought you knew. Don't be thinking. Because you know, when, when she you tap you on the shoulder, you usually wrong. And she said, come here, let me ask you a question. Yes, you know what that ask question you is. a question. If the question leads to let's fuck, text a bitch. Because the whole time you was in the elevator, you could have texted me. The whole time you was walking down the hall on your way to her fucking room, bitch, you okay. could have texted me. 
We knew. Okay, my baby knew that she oh did my not gosh, come up. I'm about to, I'm about to not, hit it with this computer, y'all. She did oh, not come up and tap me on the shoulder. Y'all are about to be audio witnesses to some crimes against black people. Hold up, baby. You know she didn't come down and say, excuse me, sir. Can you tell me what the square of the two sides are equal to? Well, obviously, that is the hypotenuse. Oh, God damn it, girl. I didn't know that you understood what a... Uh, three, four, five triangle was, and understand how that works. What is that? Uh, that's the same type of shit that we say when we getting ready to go to our goddamn condom corner. Yep. So we have now made it away from our very, very interesting experiences at <laughs> sex down south shout out marla tia so condom corner um i actually have two condoms so i'm gonna ask my baby am i doing the interesting or the non-interesting one do the interesting one since you got it in your hand okay so the interesting one uh shout outs to one Sometimes we shout out one, you know, they actually sponsored us. They sent us a whole lot of condoms. We got um, condoms. We have the one my fit, the extra sensitive. One has a varied line of condoms. But the one that I'm looking at today is our package from their condom that's called, I'm going to call it Maori. M-A-O-R-I. The Maori um, because me and my baby, we use so many condoms, we decided to use it ourselves. And I gotta be real. Tell them the line, the name of the line is. Okay, this is the One Tantric Pleasures Exotic Texture Pleasure Shaped. And this is the Maori. This is all by one. Um, it did its thing. Honestly, the thing that you want your condoms to do is, one, you want it to, one, not break, stay on, and then actually allow you to feel the sensations. The Maori is, um, what would I call it? It is teardrop shaped, not a true teardrop, but imagine instead of it just being the shape of a pole, where it's, you know, two parallel lines into a mushroom tip and then you're done. No, it is uh, also shaped like a teardrop with a reservoir tip. And we have found that when you have a teardrop shaped condom, you know, the teardrop is towards the, uh, the head of the penis, it allows motion in the condom. So I don't know if you guys remember our tip of adding a little bit of lube in order to allow the condom to move getting some motion in the head area of the condom allows so much more sensation so much more transfer between both partners than just having a for lack of a better term pole shaped condom the maori did his damn thing so you know as always we use our tip so we did put a pea-sized amount of lube in the tip of the condom so that's going to give it more motion and we well lubricated the outside i think we might have been using some one water-based uh lube but maori i was feeling all my baby walls mm -hmm. i was uh you know running into the walls like uh 
a madhouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Imagine somebody in a street straight jacket, you know what I'm saying? In a madhouse running into all the walls. That was me when I was in the one Maori. Uh the Maori, man. I'm gonna hit you one more time. One tantric pleasures, exotic textures, pleasure shaped Maori. Um and the motherfucker looked like he's got like a goddamn uh tribal tattoo on it. So if you want your dick to look like it's a goddamn Samoan <laughs> This the, is the condom, yeah. Fuck the tribal with tattoos were good. You could um, gently feel the little ribs of the condom. Oh, you felt it? Yeah. And so as it warmed up, I could feel the little ridges, and that was a nice vaginal massage. So Yeah. So uh, because we're two running long up. the way we do, we won't like let that Siskel be. and Ebert, two thumbs up. Yeah. We won't let the bead at the end of the condom corner. Uh, but condoms ain't the only thing we do. We have a toy corner. We are not doing a toy corner today. Well, damn. On second thought, <laughs> as we're running long, I think y'all y'all heard buddies. You ain't doing goddamn toy corner. Ain't much fuck, fuck you talk about. <laughs> Feel free to go to my website, pureromance.com backslash Linnell White Brown. Well, Linnell White hyphen Brown. Um to check out my website but yeah we're not gonna do a toy corner tonight only because i had not prepared anything but um definitely check out my website and if you have any questions reach out to me yeah on some personal shit man we done done a low country boil mm-hmm. i don't know how many of y'all from the coast but we got some goddamn lobster tails some eat. blue crab some shrimp uh, some potatoes, some corn. He keep talking about sausage on him. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been talking about sausage for a long time. But we got <laughs> all that down there in a pot, marinating for us to. Yes. Yeah. Not to mention that <laughs> is late as hell. It is late in the motherfucker. So hey, let me uh give shout outs. Shout outs to uh jonathan brown over at j genesis he's done the uh intro exit music for us love you john yeah so if you want to find him he is at j genesis music on facebook and instagram he is straight up j genesis at youtube we're gonna go and put some of these goddamn pictures from sex down south because some of these motherfuckers were bangers uh (laughs) that's gonna be twitter.com forward slash back black in the S. <laughs> or you can check it out on Instagram.com forward slash black in the swing. And hey, so we can wrap it up. We're going to do the same thing that we always tell you. We always tell you, keep it safe. Keep it 100 with each other. And if you can't, fuck, fuck it. it.